Hey guys, Merry Christmas. This is episode six of Getting Into It, Spragandol. It's Christmas time here. So we're gonna just sit around here. We got a fireplace looking right now. And we just wanna say thank you to everybody. You know, it's that time of season where everyone just needs to get together as a family. Enjoy all those little things. Now we all see Christmas as a time for receiving and giving gifts. But it's all about spending time with your family and friends. We're going to keep things a little bit low-key on this episode. We are going to talk a little bit about World Juniors. Some Stanley Cup projections. But aside from everything, we're just going to tell stories about family and friends. You gotta love this Christmas time. It's a beautiful thing. So guys, just sit back, grab some eggnog, put a little bit of rum of it in it, and enjoy the episode. Thank you. That was beautiful, Isaac. <laughs> that was absolutely beautiful. Hello, this is episode six. Coming at you right now, Christmas edition. We got a fireplace going in here. Um, really excited about this holiday. Um, as you guys know, I'm going home soon, and just really felt like we need to throw another one at you, just for fun. Yeah. So for sure. Throughout this episode, you might just hear me going along with some classical Christmas music. <laughs> Hitting the souls real deep on your folks. Um, but without further ado, Aiden, how are you today? What is going on? I missed you. I'm good. Yeah, it's Christmas, like we've said. It's that time. It's that time. Um, <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm uh, filled with Christmas spirit, especially after that. <laughs> um, like you said, we got the... We got the old 4K fireplace playing on the television, and yeah, so I was thinking, since it's Christmas themed and whatnot, Isaac, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, it has to be Home Alone, man. You th Home Alone, really? Home Alone, it has to be Home Alone. Classic. It's just something I always remember, my Nana has it on VHS, and it's... It's just something that you can relate to somehow in some way, you know? It's just like, that's funny. That's really funny. Like those bad guys. It's just... Old Kevin McAllister just <laughs> getting into the... Just being a naughty boy, hey? And like, I've seen this Netflix episode. It's called Movies That Made Us. And it talks yeah, about yeah. Um, how it was made. And Home Alone was actually... I think it was a part of... I forget which company. Warner Brothers or something. Maybe, yeah. And then, um, anyways, they cut production and everything. And But behind the scenes, people were getting or talking to Fox. And I might have it the other way around. Might yeah. be fine. Anyways. So, the head guy was going to each room saying, alright, movie's done, movie's done, movie's done. And then the director was following in right behind him saying, no, keep working, we're with this guy now. Keep working, we're with this guy now. So overnight, it just changed from one business to another, and hmm. different paycheck, different name. 
That's yeah, nice. that's mine. What's your What's your favorite movie? My favorite Christmas movie. I watch it every year. Is Jack Frost? You know that one with Michael Keaton, and he turns in, he dies in a car accident, and then turns into a snowman and hangs out with this, reconnects with his son and all that. And his son tries to save. It's starting to like warm up outside, and so he he's dying again because he's a friggin' snowman. <laughs> and his son tries to take him to the mountains, and then it's just a it's. It tugs on the old heartstrings. I cry every time. Oh, no. I, I have a really good relationship with my dad, so it just like hits home. So I couldn't imagine what I'd do without him, right? So, but it's definitely there's a little bit of hockey in there. He's uh, the kid's a hockey player. It's got everything. It's got snowman. It's got hockey. It's got bullies. It's got fucking bullies. Yeah, it's got all. Of, it's got all the good stuff. Have you ever seen it? Probably once or twice. You should watch it this Christmas, man. It's a great Christmas movie. What do you think of Rudolph? Rudolph, Rudolph the Red Nose. See, I've never really been that big on Christmas movies, to be honest. So, like, I like Rudolph. That's my diet. Usually, end up watching it every year. But, like, the one that I don't, that I care about watching every year is is the Jack Frost. Frost. Yeah. Yeah. Not Frosty the Snowman. Jack Frost. <laughs> Alright, what's your favorite Christmas treat? Christmas treat? Christmas treats. Um, Good goodies. uh, Probably like just regular old ginger snap cookies or gingerbread cookies. Mm -hmm. Like not houses or gingerbread man, but just like a normal gingerbread cookie. Yeah, I really like those. Other than that, I I don't really know. My girlfriend's a teacher, right? And like every year, she just gets like so many Christmas snacks to bring home. And usually there's always some good, some good cookies. So I I just like cookies in general, I guess. (laughs) For me, my mom makes Christmas bark. So it's like white chocolate and dark chocolate. And then she put Oreo chunks in it. That sounds so good. Like, if it's just like a good old white chocolate with some like, oh man. Yeah. You can eat that. Like, it's so good. Exactly. But it's so rich too, so you can only have so much. And yeah. Like, oh my god, my stomach. I'm gonna like puke, but it's like puke of happiness. What? This isn't Christmas, but <clears throat> like, I don't even like chocolate that much anymore because one Easter, I was probably like 10 or 11, it just got so much chocolate. And I ate, I ate it all on Easter day and I was sick for like a week because I guess your body just can't, cannot consume that much chocolate in one 24 hour period. (laughs) But yeah, no, nope. You're going, go. Hey guys, it's Christmas time and there's a lot of chocolate around. Just be careful. You don't want to eat too much. Otherwise, you might get sick. And that's not good around Christmas time. Your grandmother wants to see you. Your mother wants you to be happy. Your father wants you probably outside. But the main point of this is, just be careful on the chocolate intake, guys.
There's turkey. There's there's gonna be good food at Christmas time. Just hold off. <laughs> as tempting as it is. Just be careful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, kids, remember. And parents, watch your kids on the chocolate intake. It's bad for you. We don't want no diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Diabetes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anywho, <clears throat> you have any Christmas stories? Any good memories? Man, you Christmas? remember those snow MXs? Yeah, yeah, like oh. like the little bikes. Yeah, it's like the bikes with the handlebars, yeah. like a snowboard sort. Yeah. Man, I got one of those one year, <laughs> and like my brother was really into snowboarding, mm -hmm. so I got one of those, and he made a jump, and I was probably like twelve mm -hmm. or something. I don't know. Anyways, I try and hit this jump. It was so scary, man. Because, like, I didn't know how to control it. Mm -hmm. It's different. But, like, the Snow MX was one of my favorite Christmas memories. Nice. Yeah. I, one year right before Christmas, I was, like, young. Like, only, like, nine or something. And my cousin, who's a few years older than me, he babysat me. It was, like, right before Christmas. And... <clears throat> He invited his friends over, two of his friends over, and they were like, well, what can we do with this kid? Like, we can't just, like, we got to do something with him, right? So they took me tobogganing in Innisfil. There's a ski hill. We went tobogganing there. And my mom didn't leave me with any, like, snow pants or anything. So they literally had, like, they gave me two pairs of sweatpants and then an old pair of hockey track pants that were all way too big and then duct taped them on me <laughs> and then gave me a pair of Dunlop work boots that were also way too big. They duct taped those on. <laughs> and we went circulation was that, yeah. that bit. And we went to the ski hill and just had a hell of a day tobogganing. And then they took me back to the house and we were all tuckered out so they were like, let's watch a movie. And just good old-fashioned cousin bonding, they put uh, Harold and Kumar <laughs> on for me. And, yeah, that was an experience in itself when I was a kid. Watch all the swear words, and I'm pretty sure there's some boobs in it. And oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was very much a don't tell your mom I'm letting you watch this kind of thing. But... <laughs> Well, yeah. A good Christmas could you just there. imagine like this little kid? I could barely even walk, but it was a fun day to walk. Did they have like stuff. you didn't have to walk up the hill, did you? Yeah, oh. you have to walk up the hill. Like we had um, this place. It was just outside of Perth, and it was like a tube hill, like a tubing. So you would like jump on the tube, and then you would hold one of those bar and it'd take you up mm. the hill, and then you'd slide down. So. Yeah, I the, remember the, going there a few times. The Nisfell Ski Hill has like a rope on a motor that you can hold on to and it will pull you up the hill, but it's only on when the ski hill's open. You can go there at any time, but that thing is only on when the ski hill's actually open. For yeah. So, but yeah, that's something I try and do every year is go tobogganing with, not always my cousin every year, but... Like, my friends will go on, like, a, have a night tobogganing. And one night we went, I think I was, like, 17 or something, and me and my friends went tobogganing, and we had a few beers. And then we went back to the house. We had some, like, hot cocoa and warmed up. And 
my one buddy passed out and we markered them all up just like the dinks that we were we thought we were so funny because we put andy on the bottom of his foot and stuff <laughs> and then no yeah toy story yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i don't know if he saw it or not but we just thought we were so funny and then there was four of us and then the other guy passed out. And then me and my friend weren't ready to pass out. And then in Innisfail, there's a McDonald's, a Tim Hortons, and a McDonald's, or and an A&W, all, like, right in line. And we walked across town, and we got McDonald's, because it's 24 hours. We got breakfast at McDonald's. And then A&W opened up. We got McDonald's at, like, 5.30, hung out in there for a bit. Then we walked to A&W, got breakfast there at, like, 6.00. And then we walk, and then we got breakfast there. We walked to Tim Hortons. We got breakfast there, and then we walked all the way back across town to my, back to my friend's house and had a little bit of a nap. <laughs> That's a fulfilling night. Yeah, <laughs> we do some weird stuff when you're drinking. Hey, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like the awful, like one of my friends. That's on Christmas for them, but he was drinking one time. And his arm got stuck in an escalator and it tore up the whole floor and he called me in the middle of this all happening to him like hammered and I was in Perth and he was in St. John which is like three hours away and I told him to just get off the escalator because I didn't know his arm was stuck in it I thought that it just stopped and he was in the middle of it and he just was like, I'm stuck. I'm like, we'll just walk up the escalator. And he was like, no, like my arm is stuck in this escalator. He ended up falling, and the sweater got caught, and the teeth grabbed it, and it just kept on eating him. And he was running around St. John with like this bloody arm until he got picked up by an ambulance. That is maybe the most miserable story I've ever heard in my entire life Isaac it's awful oh my god that sounds absolutely terrible dude like this poor guy man anyways they ended up taking skin off his thigh and putting it on his forearm that is so messed up man so guys, just make sure you drink responsibly. Stay balanced in your life. We don't need anything like this happen to you. He learned, and he's quite successful now. He's rolling. He's the captain. He's taking his CP CPA. He's taking the test on Thursday. He's gonna pass that. Because he struggled and he fought and he bounced back and made something of himself. <laughs> so let that be a reminder to fulfill your dreams! <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so Christmas, that means World Juniors right around the corner, right? Um, 
as you guys know, we talked about it briefly in the last episode there. Uh, we got... We did some World Junior Team projections. Uh, the team, at this point in time, has not... The roster has not been 100% set. But... Right now, we're looking pretty good. We got more cor- more players correct on the roster than Bob McKenzie and Craig McButton themselves. Mm-hmm. That was you and uh, Brandon, Brandon that, did that. Yeah. that did that. They're a Google guy. Yeah. So we got all the goalies right, and we got all the defensemen right, and we got we had three players that didn't make it off forwards, but that's. That's because they. That's because the NHL guys came back and were bumped. Were bumped uh, off the team. So we're still looking pretty good. I think that me and Brandon have a bright future in hockey analytics. If you ask mm-hmm. me, like that's got to say something, right? Oh yeah. That's got to say something. We picked the world. Junior. We should be the freaking. We should the be, panel. Yeah, we'll be we'll be managing. Managing Hockey Canada soon. Take the broadcasting course at Mount Royal, and then uh, I don't think I'd be a good broadcaster. Well, before <laughs> I moved out here, I actually uh, yeah. applied to take the broadcasting. Yeah, you there. said that. I might go down that road because I I think I, I like I like to talk. Yeah, I think you'd be good at it. So it's just like having that information. So might have to hire Brandon as yeah. the earpiece. Yeah, relay <laughs> me messages. What uh, what do you think of this World Junior Championships? Where do you think you think Canada's gonna fare well? I don't Canada's? know. We watched those games against the U Sport All Stars together. What do you think when you were watching those? Well, they're playing against guys that are like twenty five to twenty six. Yeah. So they got like six or seven years experience on most of the players on uh, the young world junior team that we're going to have this year. Probably one of the youngest to date. Oh yeah, there's a lot of 17, 17, 18 year olds, right? Yeah, there's, it's a youthful team, that's for sure. So like Canada plays against the States, Russia, Germany... And then Czech Republic. Yeah. So out of those two, I'm going to guarantee there's going to be two wins, obviously, mm-hmm. between Germany and hopefully Czech Republic, not to put down the, the Republic. Yeah. But I'm hoping that we're stronger than them. The ones that I'm worried about is Russia and the States. Like every year. But I... Like, the States has a really good development program. That's, yeah. like, that's what I mean by, like, I'm nervous. And then Russia just always does fairly well in the preliminary, like, in the preliminary. 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 <laughs> so, like, can't, we can't even see their rosters right now, can we? Oh, here we go. No count. Yeah, I think you have to click on them. Alright. No, we can't. Oh, no, we can't. Anyways, it U.S. usually always has a pretty young team as well, but that fares well for them because their development programs, they have younger players playing against college 
college kids all the time, U, uh, USHL teams all the time. So I think you can't really count anybody out, but no matter what, Canada's always going to go into the tournament as a favorite to win it, right? Mm. And I think that I think that since they got uh, Valeno and uh, Hayton back, that I think that that's going to help them out a lot. You have some experience there now. You have some experience in their in your goaltending. You have some experience on the blue line. Like I think that Canada's going into it with with a pretty good shot. And then you got the other pool, right? It's Sweden, Finland, Swiss, and is it Kazakhstan? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, Kazakhstan. Yeah, and Sweden, Finland, Swiss, Kazakhstan. Well, Sweden, Finland have really been, like, they're always pretty good there. Finland's really climbed the ladder in the last five years. They they're putting out some. They're really probably good on the hockey. top of the hockey world right now, honestly, because yeah. they won the World Juniors, they won the World Championships. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're they're definitely up there. I'll give them that. And like Sweden's always a contender. The Swiss have. I'm glad that the Swiss aren't in Canada's pool because I find that the Swiss always give Canada. A bit of trouble. They just don't stop battling. Mm-hmm. That's a good, awesome thing about walking Switzerland, right? They just exactly. don't stop. Mm-hmm. They just battle until the end. Mm-hmm. And plus, their coach is just like a fucking highlight reel. Yeah. Like, let's see if we can pull up their coach from. I think was it last year or the year before? He did last year and the he did the year before and last year. Because the year before, when Canada won gold, uh, they played Swiss, the Swiss in a quarterfinal, I think, and gave them, get really fed them their lunch. So he yeah, he had a little he had a little interview saying, "It's Canada. What are we supposed to do against Canada, right?" So what happens? This is. The coach of the Switzerland team in an interview about the bronze medal game. And Estimation to your team? Well, it's just a, a terrible start. Uh, after first, uh, second shift, one nothing behind. After three minutes, two nothing. After six minutes, three nothing. And when we start like that in a game uh, against uh, such a good opponent like Finland, then you have no chance to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to having pressure, did you feel like nerves maybe played a role at the start? Well, I don't think we had pressure. I think we just, uh, we are, when then you are, not, then is the reason that we are not used to it to do this kind of games, but uh, I think it was not pressure, it was not uh, something else, it was just not ready, ready on the beginning, and uh, and we had eight shots, four goals, uh, that was that was special too, you can't blame the goalie for that, but we just had a terrible start today, and uh, and that's what was the reason for us that we lose the game. So how do you Yeah, so I think he's realistic. Yeah, he's realistic. That's fine. He's he's funny. It's always funny seeing those interviews, right? But dude, like, what do you? Th- I think that Canada is going to win gold. You have to say Canada is going to win gold. We're from Canada. It's our sport. The World Juniors definitely. 
most exciting time of the year for Canadian hockey fans, right? Oh yeah. So I think that I I think that Canada has a really good shot, really good team. They're strong in goaltending, strong on the back end. They got a good top six forwards. Like I think that they're gonna do well. I'll just be excited to watch them play on yeah. Boxing Day, like against the states. I just always remember them playing on New Year's, it, and it, that was yeah. a big thing. Like I remember is like that tradition of just yeah. always playing on New Year's. They normally play on like uh, they play they played on New Year's two years ago. I think they played on New Year's last year, or maybe they were in different pools, but. Yeah, the way that it shakes out this year, they open the tournament against the U.S., which is definitely going to be tough, but like I said, I think that Canada's good. I remember they played in Buffalo um, outdoors. Yeah, that was the that was two years ago yeah. when they won. They lost to U.S. in that, that outdoor game. And then that was a really cool game. Even though Canada lost, the way the snow was coming down in Buffalo then and like it was just really aesthetically pleasing to watch that game hey and yeah. there's some really cool pictures that came out of it oh yeah yeah like I always wanted to play in an outdoor game like a yeah. regular season outdoor game yeah because they have like a facility in Grand Falls just up the road from where I live and they have a full size like with boards and like penalty box like they could have had an outdoor game yeah well there's a tournament in Red Deer Every year, I think it's a midget A tournament or a midget B tournament or something like that, and it's played outdoors. Yeah, I never personally played in it, but some of my friends that I grew up playing with in their first year midget, they played in it. And yeah, it's just you get you got you get these custom jerseys made. They're always retro. So since we're the Flyers, we got some retro Flyers jerseys. But then there was teams that had like. North Star jerseys. There's teams that had uh, uh, the old Seals jerseys. You know those ones. Yeah. Yeah. There was there's all kinds of cool jerseys there. It's just a cool experience. You know, get to play outside, and then the the HJHL, the Heritage Junior B League that I played in, um, they incorporated into their. Uh, into our league in outdoor game. Mm. It's played in Red Deer. Red Deer gets to play in it every year. but And yeah, that's kind of a cool thing too, right? Like yeah. Cool little... Just outside and then natural. Yeah, like that's, you know, you grow up playing the game on the pond, so that's where it started, right? Mm. So That's one thing I'm really excited about is like going back home and going on the lake. Yeah. Because my mom lives on Skiff Lake, so like literally walk out the door, it's like two steps straight into the water. That's cool. Yeah, so we just tie our skates on on the porch and hop off the deck and we're on off skating. Nice. My buddy fucking shot a puck all the way over to an island. Really? And I was like so scared that the ice was going to break, man. <laughs> and I was like, stop fucking shooting the puck. And he's like, come on, you little bitch, like skating. So we like skated over to the island, just sat down and had a quick brewski. Nice. Yeah. Last year, me and my buddy went to Banff, just outside Banff. It's this lake called Lake Minnewanka, and it's like Minnetonka. N- no, Minnewanka. <laughs> uh, you know those? You see those pictures of people skating in these like outrageous places with the mountains back, and they'll show the ice, and you can see right. The ice is so clear; you can see right through. You can see like 
fish swimming around and like rocks at the bottom and everything. It's so cool. We went out there last year and we're like ripping around on the ice there and you can just hear it cracking under you. Like the ice is super thick, but it still cracks and it like the sound is so cool. It's like, oh, oh. It, it, it's a cool experience. I say that when you get back from holidays, we should go out there in the new year when it's all frozen up and have a skate out there. No, nah, we could do that. Yeah, it's about probably. two hours away. That's okay. How far is Banff? Just like three weeks ago? It's like two. No, oh, okay. Probably from Airdrie, it's like two, two and a half maybe. Yeah. From Penhold, it's about like three, closer to three. But yeah, no, it was a pretty fun experience. It just, I don't know how to explain the ice cracking underneath you. You just like skate. You sort of have to be there to live it. Yeah, and you can just like see the cracks like shooting into the. It's really cool, man. It's <laughs> really over, cool. Break the ice, fall through. Yeah. At least you can see where, you know, you have to swim out the hole. Yeah. It's pretty clear. But when I was young, there was like a little pond out back behind our house in Innisfail. And it was like a warm day. Oh, it was like getting into spring. It was like, it was like it right was in the middle. Seasons. Yeah, right in the middle of like winter and spring. And this pond, the ice, there was ice on it. And my buddy and me went out there and, I don't know, just dumb kids. I was like, let's walk on the ice. And he's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And I was like, oh, don't be a baby. Let's just walk across the ice. And I start, we start walking on and it's all good and dandy. And then we get to like the middle. But, well, I got to the middle. The other guy was like staying back because he was like, I just don't, I think we should turn around. I and I was, yeah, that. I was just like, you're a baby, come on. And then I take one more step and down into the water I go. And I'm like freaking out. I find, I get out. It's still cold outside. Like, it's probably around zero degrees. I'm like soaking wet. I have to walk back to my house. By the time I get back to my house, I'm literally like frozen. I just hop right into the shower and warm up. That must have burned. Yeah, it was like not fun. Like start cold and then turn hot. <laughs> yeah, it was not it was not fun. The stupidest thing though about this whole story though is there was like otters and stuff in that pond and for some reason I lied and told people that I got bit by an otter when I was down there. <laughs> And I, I don't think I've, the only person I think I've ever admitted to, like, that being a lie was Lex. I told Lex that it was a lie. <laughs> but what was my, like, eight-year-old brain thinking that You're an otter bit me under the, like, why it does... It needed to be an epic story. What, what does the otter have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> my mom my mom believed me too she was like we should go get you a tetanus shot and i was like no mom don't worry i'll be fine and my mom's like no we should go get you a tetanus shot if you got bit by an otter i was like no nah, it didn't break the skin how did it not break the skin you needed you didn't even have a mark to prove it yeah i know but still people believed me for some freaking reason what else are they gonna do exactly you gonna break your heart Eight years old. <laughs> yeah, they probably didn't believe me. They were probably just playing along with it. You're right. Where's the remote? This? Yeah. Why? I want to see it.
What's going on here? Hey guys. If you ever fall on ice, just be honest with me. <laughs> don't tell me you got bit by an otter. I don't care if you're 8, 29, or 18. Just say you fell in a hole. <laughs> and just live it out. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's why I want to move up. <laughs> oh. is, is it like calming? Like the voice is yeah, calming with it the is. music? It is. And it's very Christmassy. I'll give you, like, it's Christmassy. It's, and it's comic relief. It's nice comic relief. Comic relief is important. Oh, straight <laughs> fucking thing. It's fucking important. So... Do you go to Chris like church Christmas mass on like New Year's Eve or, or like not New Year's but like Christmas Eve? No. No. Yeah. On it, the only like actually on Friday, I went to church, not for church, because my sister was doing a a singing recital there, and my sister's like a pretty good singer, my little sister, and. Isaac, this might sound mean, man, but like my sister was the only good singer there. And then there, this is the bad part though. I'm fine with kids that like think that they're good singers. You know what? They need to develop. They need to be, they need to be doing that kind of stuff. There was like 30 year olds and 40 year olds that were singing at this thing. And I like, I'm a better singer than most of them. It was hard. I was like, there was a program, and there was a few times I had to put my face in the program because I was like laughing. laughing. <laughs> yeah, there was like these ladies getting up there and singing, and it's like one. There's this forty-year-old lady that got up and sang, "I want a hippopotamus," and like. Yeah, you don't even have to be a good singer to sing that song. Wait, you, she messed it up. Yeah, she because she was going so hard for it. She was like holding notes and like uh, whoa, yeah, and she messed up the words Christmas. too. You know how it's like I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only a hippopotamus will do. That's the actual words. She was singing, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. A hippopotamus, a hippopotamus is all I want. And I was just like, how do you, you mess up the words? You sing it like trash. Like, get out of here, lady. But I was in church, so I had to, I had to contain myself. <laughs> well, with church, you can always pray and get forgiven. I didn't think that. I should have been praying for it to be over. <laughs> But my sister, she's she's a pretty good singer. Wow. She did good. She was the only one that that uh, knew the words to every song or to the songs that she was singing. Every other kid and even the adults had to look back at their music teacher and like get the words mouth to them so that they could remember. It was not well performed. No, it wasn't. It was not the greatest thing, but. Hey, you gotta support your little sister, oh, right? Like, I don't wanna. This is a big deal, but like when I was born, I was I was baby Jesus in a Christmas play. <laughs> oh my God, you were baby Jesus I was in a baby Christmas play. Jesus, I was the savior. 
coming into the earth. And, like, I played the part well. I was sleeping the entire time. <laughs> I don't remember it, but I was I was pretty fucking good from what I heard. Nice. Shepherds came around, and, you know, Mother Mary, she was, <laughs> she was keeping me nice and warm. <laughs> and Christmas plays are always funny at church because it's all the kids, and they're doing these big roles, you know, as parents. Yeah. And shepherds. Angels. <laughs> and then, like, all the parents are just there, like, loving every minute of it. Loving every minute of it. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god! What, what, um, what is Christmas Mass like? Or, like, Christmas, the church on Christmas Day? Oh, man. Well, things are, I think it's gonna be a very different Christmas scene at the old, uh, Sprague and Perry's this year. Um, you know, there was some conflict at the church, so our my grandparents left the oh, church, really? so now they're attending another one because of the, the man. They accuse my grandmother, my sweet, innocent grandmother, from stealing from the church that she's been a part of for over 50 years. What would she be stealing? Money, I guess. Like and out of the hat that goes no, around? No, like, like just from the church in general. Just... So they accused her of that, and my uncle did not like that one bit, and he dealt with it. Hmm. He That's interesting. It. I'm not a churchgoer, so I don't really understand all that church stuff. I don't I understand where the money even comes from. Donations and Just like grants. from the... Like donations and grants, yeah. So... Was your grandma like the treasurer or something? She, yeah, she was the treasurer. My grandfather was like the head, the head guy. He like sort of helped operate everything, had to mm. keep everything maintained in the church and mm. the min- like the minister's house that that's in Perth for them, and then the cemetery. Like our family, so like my uncle, he mowed it. My mother mowed the cemetery. My mm. brother mowed it. I mowed it. And my cousin mowed it, and then he was just like. So it's gone through like years of hmm. Perry maintenance buys. So, and then after that, uh, like that family's so weird too. That like your family? Fa- oh, no, the, the church, church family? family? Man, oh my god. As soon as they came into town, I'm like, Mom, if they ever come over to their house, I'm leaving. <laughs> if they come over for any holidays, I'm leaving. I cannot sit here and have them throw random shit in my face. Because, like, you look at them and you just say, you, you're weird. Like, you're just, it's messed up. Like, um, anyways, happy you, holidays. <laughs> uh, just a little fun fact here. You know how the Jonas Brothers got back together? They did, like, a little documentary on Amazon Prime. And in the documentary, they talk about how they got kicked out of their church because the church didn't didn't approve of them singing about girls and love and sex. Oh no. <laughs> Taboo. <a> <laughs> yeah, so they got kicked out of their church. And the, and their dad was the minister. <laughs> the people there like rallied against him and was like, "We don't want you to be the minister anymore." <laughs> so, you, Church is a very touchy subject. You and the Jonas Brothers have that in common, bud. Hey, let's go. <laughs> be their next single featuring Isaac Sprague and Fairies. <laughs> oh. But 
thing that I like most about Christmas is just going home, relaxing, <clears throat> spending time with family, and then watching World Juniors. That's really yeah. That's uh, this holidays in a nutshell. Yeah, so. over here. So I think it's the same side on the other side of the room here, but yeah, that's what it is for me too. So you go to church on Christmas Day before or after you open presents? No, we go New Year's. Oh. Christmas Eve. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, only Christmas Eve. Oh. And then you go over to the grandparents, you get a little bit of liquor in you, and you have a great time. It's a perfect system. It's a perfect system. You replenish all the sins that you just were forgiven for. Yes. <laughs> and then you go back next week. You just got to make room for more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's just say there's a lot of praying when I go to church. That's once funny. a year. <laughs> it's a very long session. People are like, Isaac, we got to go. I'm like, I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm halfway through. I got to really let this out. But no, apparently like we always sit in the same spot. But anyway, that's, that's the past. We can look forward to the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we gotta exactly. look on to what's uh, for prospects here, church prospects. But aside from all this Christmas stuff, we have been talking about the World Juniors a little bit. So I'm gonna hit you with this. After celebrating your Christmas holidays with your loved ones and your family, Sit down around the TV for a minute and cheer on your country. They're away from home right now. They're overseas. They never had Christmas with their families this year because they're worried about winning the gold for our country. So support them. Love them. Don't hate them. Last year was a joke. Our country responded very poorly to those young teenagers and young adults. This year, let's stay positive. Let's give them some hope. Dale Hunter, I wish you everything but the best. Let's make those decisions. As a coach, I support that. I believe in Team Canada, and so should you. This message is brought to you by Getting Into It with Sprague and Go. Thank you. Another beautiful monologue. Yeah. <laughs> Another beautiful monologue. I like how it just ended at the right time, yeah. too, you know? It's just all, <laughs> all merged together. <laughs> okay, so do you want to talk about... Uh, we're at the midway point of the NHL season now. Or getting oh, close to it, right? Getting close. Yeah, so we thought it'd be a fun little thing to do by picking who we think will... Montreal's uh, winning the cup, boys. <laughs> Montreal... Um, <laughs> no. We're going to try and make realistic projections on who might be winning the winning old Lord Stanley at the end of the season, hoisting the cup <coughs> above the heads. Okay. Let's do this. Oh, okay, I house. don't need to look at anything to know. So, we never really talked about how we want to do this. You want to pick somebody out of the west, pick somebody out of the east, and then and then debate Okay, see, so I think Colorado's coming out of the West, man. I think Colorado has got what it takes, and if everybody's healthy in their lineup, I think that they're going to come out of the West. Okay. They are going to come out of the West, and 
Yeah. They're going to come out of the West. I don't know how many more times i got to say it. They're coming out of the West. Colorado Avalanche are coming out of the West. Mm. And for the East, see, the East, I don't pay attention to as much. I don't like East hockey. I'm a Western boy. Like... They hit a little bit harder in the West. That's what Don Cherry used to always say. Yeah, I know. I like the East is a little bit more skill, and then the West it's a little bit more physical. That's yeah. how I viewed it as a child. That's how I view it now. Yeah. So I agree with that statement. Yeah. He always used to say in Rock'em Sock'em's when they were doing the playoff highlights, he'd be like, "Oh, they hit a bit harder in the West, don't they?" <laughs> <laughs> and that always got me jacked up. See, the West. My pick might be a little bit... I'm going to say who I want to come out of the West, and then I'm going to say who I actually think is going to come out of the West. I want Carolina to come out of the West. Or the East, sorry. It's the East. I want Carolina to come out of the East. Mm -hmm. But I think... I hate to say this, but I think that... I think that Boston's coming out of the East. I have to agree with Boston. They just, with Boston, they're the most physical team. Like, they just play a good style of playoff hockey. They and, just know how to play it. And somehow, just every year, they figure it out. They figure it out, and they figure it out. Like, every year, they're just always a contender. Even when... Everybody counts them out. They always somehow end up either either in the conference finals or the Stanley Cup finals. I hate it. I hate seeing Boston even in the playoffs. Mm. But I don't think anybody from the Atlantic, aside from Boston, has a chance. No. Even Tampa. Tampa Bay is just sort of going through some going through the rough right now. And even when it comes to playoff time, I don't think they have the grit and what it takes to actually push through four rounds. It's so yeah. like Boston has the skill, they have the roughness. So like yeah. out of set like four series, I think Boston can run through it all. If again. it's not Boston, I think it's got to be Washington. What about Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, they're out. With, they have a few injuries. Yeah, I I don't I don't I think Pittsburgh's time has come and gone. I think that they're at a point now where they got to do a little bit. What of, about the Islanders? See, Islanders, another team that I'd like to see come out of the East, but just kind of same thing. I just don't know. I don't know when it comes playoff time if they have what it takes. You know what I'm saying? They made it to the second round last year and then got swept. Yeah. They swept Pittsburgh and then they got swept by who? Carolina? No. Carolina? I don't think they got no, swept. No, because Carolina lost to Boston. Yeah, they got swept. The Islanders got swept. No, they then they got swept by Carolina. No. Or Carolina beat them. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they got swept. No, I'm pretty sure they did. Well, anyways, I... So, who are we going to say... Who do you think is going to come out of the West, then? You never said anything about the West. Oh... Let's take a look. Not Winnipeg. Not Edmonton. Dallas could be one. When they start playing. Calgary's going to lose in the first round again. 
St. Louis will probably get to the conference final. Part of me wants to say St. Louis, and then I agree with you on Colorado. Hi. I think that St. Louis has is the other team that they they got a good chance coming out of the West as well. But let's come to terms. Terms. With who, one person coming out of the East, one person coming out of the West. Boston and Colorado final. Boston Colorado final. Okay. What does Boston have against to? Like, who do you think's gonna? How do you think that series is gonna? Boston has a lot more experience in the playoffs compared to the Abs. Yeah, they do. So I think they're gonna muscle the Abs, even though they have a lot of. Even though the Abs have, Abs have a lot of skill. They don't have too much physical. They don't have too much physical in their game, but they can come out when they need it. Mm -hmm. So like, McKinnon's gonna be their guy. They look to. Mm -hmm. Right, another Nova Scotia Maritimer. Good boy. Mm-hmm. McKinnon's going to try and drag them through like the playoffs. But like Colorado has a good chance this year. Like If they would have picked up Hall, they would have been really running with it. But I, even with like who they have now. Yeah. And then like they're going to have so much money because like McKinnon's going to sign for like a team deal and then he's going to be they're going to be able to go out and pick mm-hmm. these like third and fourth line guys that are going to be able to do their job and exactly. get off so McKinnon can jump up and just score some beautiful goals exactly. in the years to come. So Colorado has is going to be looking good in years to come. But this year you think that Boston is going to take it? You think Boston's going to win the Stanley Cup? Then It's tough for you to say as a Montreal fan. Hey? It is tough. I can't really... That's a, I'm going to go off... I think Colorado... You're going to say Colorado. Colorado. I think that if it is a Boston-Colorado final, I think that Boston's going to win the Cup. I just think that Boston has too much experience. they got to be hungry for it. Not they last year. Yeah, they've had so many chances to, like, during the time of the L.A. dynasty, then the Chicago dynasty, the... Boston was right there that whole time and they had a lot of chances to put together their own little dynasty but they just could not get it done with the cups I think that they're hungry I think that they have a lot of young talent I think that if Tuka Rask plays like he did last year it's just he is, can be unbeatable at times they also have Halak Halak can do some damage yeah, he, yeah if, if Tuka can't he'll get he gets hot so I just think that if it were to happen that way, shake out that way, I think Boston's gonna win the cup. So we are in a bit of a little bit of a disagreement there, and it's tough for me to say. I'm a Montreal fan too, but just I just you can't ignore all the tools that Boston have in their toolbox. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. Like a guy that they're gonna have to resign next year is Tory Crew. He's going as a unrestricted free agent next year. And same with Chara. He's gonna be unrestricted uh, or yeah, unrestricted. But who knows if he's gonna come back or not? Yeah, they win the cup. He's retire. gonna retire. But if they don't, I think he's gonna come back for another year. I agree. But since we now have both of our cup winners, maybe we should just make some honorable mentions of people that we not gonna win the cup, but just. 
are going to have good playoffs, you know? Like, kind of like what New York, Carolina, and Columbus did last year. Islanders are going to be another fighter. Um, I think Arizona is going to try and fight. If they do make the playoffs, I think they're going to battle. I think that they'll, they might win one round. I think that Arizona might win one round. And, yeah, the Islanders, I think that they're going to... I think that Islanders and Carolina are both going to have good playoffs again. But Edmonton is another another team sort of surprising everybody right now. Yeah, and... But no one's really counting them in anymore because they don't think McDavid and Drysaddle can carry the team any further. Mm-hmm. Right, even though they're the two top goal scorers and the like, top two point getters in the league, they haven't been doing fairly well in their past. Yeah, you know, so they they just broke last night. They just broke. Yeah, their last ten games. Good. Yeah, last ten games, they're three, six, and one. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's hard for me to say that I. I think Edmonton's going to do good, but I mean, if you just look at Edmonton's like roster and lineup on paper, put beside Colorado's lineup on paper, they have a very similar team. Colorado kind of plays on one, like they have the one big line in Landskog, Rantanen, and McKinnon, just like Edmonton's big line of McDavid, Dryside on whoever's playing with them. I believe right now Cassian's still playing with them, which I think Cassian's a great fit on that line. Mm. And then their second line is Caudry and Calvert. Is Calvert? Well, I just think that after that, it shakes down and it's kind of like they got Caudry. Edmonton's got Nuge, and it kind of just breaks down like that. Edmonton's defense is a little bit more uh, just inexperienced Mm. compared to Colorado's, but in goaltending, Grubauer Grubauer hasn't really proved himself as, like, more than, uh, more than, uh, what's his name, Koskinen. Mm. And and then Edmonton has Smith, who is also a goalie that when he gets hot is pretty unbeatable. So, like, it bugs me when people just count Edmonton out, but then they sit there and they talk about Colorado like Colorado is the best team in the league because... They have the top line in the league. Yeah, and I don't even think they have the top line in the league. I think Edmonton does, but it's just... Edmonton... I think just needs more secondary scoring and they need their D to step up and start playing a little bit better. And I think if they do that, the last time Edmonton made playoffs, they just kind of got hot at the right time. And I think that that could happen again. Like they made it two rounds, right? They they won the first round and then lost the second in game seven. Yeah. And, uh, like if that happens again, I think that they have a good, they have a good, uh, like chance at doing well in the playoffs, especially if they kind of get hot at the right time and 
you know? So I'm excited to see what Edmonton does. I really hope that they end up making the playoffs. And Vegas as well. Vegas, like, I think that they have to be somebody that that you look at having a good playoff if they make it. Who? Vegas. Oh. Oh, Vegas, man. Vegas. Unfortunately. You don't like Vegas? It's not that I don't like Vegas. It's just... It's weird how a team that just came into the league a few years ago are contenders every year. Even, like, I know they have really good players. But, like, they have Stone, Pacioretty, Flurry, like... But even that first year, they just built... When they did that expansion draft and came into the league, they just built a really strong foundation... And you can't really beat that, right? Who do you think is who? Do who's gonna get moved into the East from the West when Seattle comes into the league? What do you mean? I don't think anything. They're probably gonna go into like Pacific. Because you look because Saint because Seattle's in the West and that would ha- that would mean that there's yeah they would just put sixteen teams in the West and sixteen teams and so Seattle's just gonna move into the West yeah but Vegas is in the West yeah but right right now right, right now in the Western Conference there's fifteen teams right now in the Eastern Conference they have sixteen go look six ten oh. So if you look at their division, that. they're probably going to either be oh, because Detroit into, got moved into yeah. the East. Yeah. I, oh yeah, I forgot. That so Detroit they'll probably end up going into East. Central, or a team from the Pacific is going to get moved into the Central. But hmm. who? So yeah, like I don't think yeah, it's just gonna they're just gonna throw them into the West. Oh, that makes sense then. I forgot that Detroit moved into the East a few years ago. Yeah. Before the And now that, like, I was just, like, always thought that, like, Detroit. I don't know, it's weird how, like, Detroit was in the West. And they're, like, East. Like, <laughs> they're East. Just literally below Toronto. Yeah. Remember? And then they had to fly all the way to, like, California to play the and then they won cups. Yeah. Like, you know how difficult that travel must have been? Yeah, that would have been tough. The West travel is just tough in general. Like, the West, that's why nobody wants to play in the West. Because the the East travel is so much easier on, on you than the West. The West travel is tough. Mm. Especially if you're going to play in an Eastern Conference team from the West. Vancouver, for example, played at like twelve thirty in New York. Yeah, and that's like ten o'clock their time in the mm-hmm. morning. It's like holy crap, dude! You have to adjust pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But so you have Colorado winning the cup. I have Boston winning the cup. We agree on who's coming out of the West and East, so that's good. That can be put on record. It'd be cool to see what Brandon thinks. Yeah, he's not here. No. Let's see if we can get a hold of him. You want to get a hold of Brandon? Yeah. I I asked him to come today, and he said he was scouting during the day. Yeah. 
so you might not pick up. But we can give it a shot. Brandon Miller. Google guys. Alright. Now we are waiting. <laughs> Silence. I don't think he's going to answer. He never answers my phone calls. Yeah, he's not good with his phone. You text him though, he'll text you right back. He's always texting me. But it's like he should answer. That's my only problem. He's scouting. Sit down and board for a minute. <laughs> you have reached. Asshole. Anyways, we're not getting a hold of Brandon. Yeah. Um. What else do you have to add? Because I really don't think I have anything else to add into the thought box. Not about not about playoff projections. I think we got it through. That's Brandon, I guarantee. No, it's a, uh, one of the parents of my team. Oh. I'm saying that someone won't be at Joanna today. Oh, I got you. Well, I don't know. We can transition into maybe just end it on a on a couple more stories. How about and then we'll hit the music and call it a day. What do you think about that? Skiing is probably, when I was younger, me and my friends would always go skiing. We'd cross the border, we'd go into Maine, and we'd go to a ski hill for five bucks for the entire day to get up the hill. Awesome. Decent price. I didn't know how to ski very well. Doesn't surprise me. And my friend knew how to ski very well. So he was like straight all the way down the mountain, going as fast as he can, sitting on the back of his skis, like literally sitting on his skis, going down the hill, flying. And I was just trying to get down the hill without getting hurt. So he took me down this trail, and it was fairly steep. Like She was like straight down. And at the end of this trail, there was two roads. You could either go left or right. So he goes down, flying stops waits for me and he has a GoPro so he's like GoProing me and I was like grade 7 so I'm like you ready and he goes I'm ready and I go down and as soon like I started pizzaing and I was like I can't do this so I went straight and I'm like I can't stop I can't turn I can't do this all I did was look at the trees so I went right through the path into the woods, into powder, and just flopped <laughs> into this powder. And I couldn't move. Like, I lost my poles. <laughs> my skis were still on. My helmet was, like, halfway off my head. <laughs> Snow going down my neck. So I'm, like, freezing cold. And it took me a good hour to get out of that mess. Because <laughs> I had to try and get one ski off, and then the other ski off, and I had to bury the, get the skis out of the snow. And it was just awful. But he has it on video somewhere. Hmm. It's still video. Oh, that's funny. So maybe someday that will really be considered. Maybe I can have him send it to me. Yeah, no kidding. Voice cracking and everything wrong. No kidding. Um, I never, I never really grew up skiing or no, not never really. I just didn't grow up skiing. It's not something that my parents did, and like my friends always did it, but. I was just always somewhat focused on hockey during the winter, and I hated when kids missed hockey for skiing, so I just, like, had a hate on for skiing. But Lex, 
her her family are big skiers and she's like a good snowboarder and stuff and she's always talking about how she's going to teach me to ski but now she doesn't really go on ski trips anymore either because there's just not time anymore you, you, and plus it's so much money yeah too, but Lex I think our plan is is just when we have kids and she wants to start going on ski trips as a family I'm just gonna learn with the kids me and the kids will just be on the money bunny <clears throat> on the bunny hill like learning and Lex will just be ripping black diamonds are you gonna <laughs> do snowboarding or skiing probably skiing I think it's easier, easier to learn skiing, yeah. yeah like it's, I'm sorry, it's a lot like skating isn't it yeah so it's just easier to learn oh should we answer this? It's my buddy. Yeah, sure. He might rip. He might tear a strip. Why? I don't know. Hello, you are on uh, Getting Into It with Sprague and Dole. How are you? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Nothing. What are you doing? Currently doing a podcast. You're being recorded right now. Fuck your podcast. <laughs> 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 How's your day going? Alright. Yeah? You just waking up? No. No, okay. Why the hell would I be waking up? It's 3 o'clock. Well, I'm just asking. You might Jesus. have had a rough night. Yeah? Yeah. No. <laughs> What's your plans the rest of the day? Uh, I have to go to hockey around 5. Yeah, currently in old. What are you? You're in old right now. Yeah. What are you doing tomorrow? Um, nothing. Good. Why? What's up? What are we doing? We gotta go to Walmart. What for? I gotta buy some shit. You wanna go to the mall after? Possibly, yeah. Okay, I still have to buy a Christmas gift. Okay. Yeah, I have to too. That's what I mean. I haven't bought anyone anything yet. So, my glasses come in today. I gotta go pick them up later. Alrighty. At the where at Shoppers? Yeah. Okay. Well, cause they don't fucking call you when they come, right? They just come in and walk in and put the notice in the mailbox. Yeah. So then you have to go fetch it. Yeah, and then I gotta wait till after five thirty when all the packages are back at the Shoppers, and then go get them. Oh, okay. So, I have a question for you. What? I'm going to call you back. What? No. Yes. I'm fucking playing Xbox. I'm not being on a podcast today. Hello. You called? <laughs> yes, welcome to Getting Into a Sprag and Dole. We are calling to ask you a question there, Google. What's that? Uh, so, we're doing... Some Stanley Cup projections on the phone with uh, Brandon Miller now. Yeah, we're we're being recorded on the podcast, by the way. Okay. Um, hold up. Sorry, one sec. We had uh, <clears throat> so me and Isaac said that Boston's going to come out of the East and Colorado's going to come out of the West, and if that's the Stanley Cup final, who do you think's going to win? Oh, baby. Why do you say that? Because they've proved it this year, even being riddled with injuries, they have enough depth that they can still be at the top of the 
division. So I think they just have, they're deeper than Boston through a seven-game series. But it all depends on their goaltending. If they lose Grubauer, then that changes the whole thing. But you don't think yeah. Boston's physicality will affect anything in that series, or like, do you think Boston will get tired from trying to keep up with like that top line? Colorado's way too fast. Yeah, but don't yeah. you think that just like Boston's hungry, and they like they have way more experience in the playoffs than the Avs do. They have more experience, but like when you saw with St. Louis, when they shut down Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak, they don't have as much firepower through the other three lines. That's true. That's true, but who do you think is going to be better at? Because I imagine that they would play the top line versus the top line, and Marchand, Bergeron, and Pasternak would be the ones that are shutting down McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen. And I just see that they would be, like, Boston's top line would shut down Colorado's top line. Yeah. They play better defensively. One-on-one, Boston's top line is better, a better 200-foot line. But if you're looking at overall, I think Colorado would beat Boston in the seven-game series. Interesting. Interesting from our stat guy. We also talked about how we're how we're better than Bob McKenzie and Craig Button because we got more players right on Canada's roster than they did. <laughs> we got the whole D and the whole goaltending right, and the only reason we got forwards wrong is because we picked a we picked a roster that didn't have any NHL players coming back. Yeah, that's hard to project. Yeah, so. We're basically 100% to this point. Because I don't think that Dudas is going to make it because he's hurt. He could be an extra. Isn't Lafreniere hurt? Lafreniere's not hurt. He's skating, at least, at the selection camp. Aiden Dudas hasn't even skated at the selection camp. Because he's got, he's got like a shoulder injury or something like that. So how can you take a guy that hasn't even skated at the selection camp? Yeah, I think that that's kind of the thing is they're just keeping him around because he's a good player, but like I feel like he's gonna get cut. I think if they if they feel like he can come back within the tournament, they'll keep him and take him over as an extra. Yeah, that's possible. So we're on the phone right now with Brandon Millard, one of the top scouts in Central Alberta right now as an amateur. Last weekend, he was uh, scouting the Midget AA tournament in uh, Calgary, Alberta. Um, continuing with this World Junior talk, um, how many more cuts they have to make? About two, right? We were talking about they had to make I'm two more sure cuts. I'm pretty sure two. So, who do you project is going to be those two cuts that they're going to ship off? Brandon? sure that's tough and with the NHL guys coming back it makes it really hard so I can't say for sure who they're going to cut and right they, now and they have until Thursday to send those guys back like the NHL has till Thursday to send Doc and uh, Dobson back but I don't think that they're going to be sent back I think that I think that Dudas is going to get cut and maybe Mercer 
those are the two guys that we didn't have on our roster that are still there. Yeah. So. Exactly. That time of year, man. So, never know, eh? But are you at the max midget tournament? That's not until uh, Christmas. I will. I will be after Christmas. Oh, it's not. I thought it was right. It, before it's the Christmas. same time as World Juniors. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hmm. So, what are you doing right now? You farming? I am just getting ready to go to an ice time in Calgary. Oh, on the ice or just watching? Who's on the ice there? Oh, it's just some minor hockey I help out with. So, guy, guy I know phoned me up and needed help, so I'm gonna go help him. Yeah, teach him how to get the puck in deep and do those pivots. Yeah, standard hockey execution. You gotta do that. <laughs> the only way players are gonna get it to the show, and that leads me to, hey guys, when you're developing yourself. Make sure you're working on the fundamentals. All the little things. Right? It's a long journey. So keep working at it. It might be tough. Just gotta keep working though. <laughs> Even all the scouts say it too. You know what our scouts are looking for? Standard Hard work. hockey execution. That's what he just said. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> that's not what I was gonna say. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It ruined yeah. monologue. Yeah. You know what they're looking for? <laughs> Hard-working individuals that want to learn that standard hockey execution. Thank you. Okay, I got an idea. Brandon, do you have like 10 minutes? Not really. I gotta get going. Okay, well, we'll let you go then. Alrighty. Later. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Anytime, Bobs. <laughs> Bye. That was awesome. A couple special guests. <laughs> Just completely there. cut off, Kenny. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, Kenny uh, is a good guy. There's no doubt about it, right? There's no uh, doubt about it. Yeah, he's awesome, man. Like he just—he just was not bringing prime content to the pod, so we had to let him go. <laughs> no, we just answered the phone call from the first. Yeah, anyway. he didn't understand that we were that he was being recorded on the podcast. So we're sorry about that that little conversation about the glasses there. <laughs> hey, this is my bud. We're I know, about I know. Him. This is my buddy. He's All a right? great guy. He is a great guy. Just not okay? very good content delivery. We were having a personal conversation on the <laughs> well, air. We can't have personal conversations. Sometimes on the I need podcast. to have that. Okay, give a man a break. Okay. Okay. All right, we're moving forward. Well, you want to wrap this up then? Yeah, let's put a little bow on it, throw it under the Christmas tree, and give her give her a gift on Christmas place. Okay, sounds good. Uh, I just want to say we're probably not going to be recording again until the new year, obviously. Yeah, vacation, you know. And uh, I think me and Isaac are going to look into doing a little bit of a rebranding in the new year. We're going to come up with some new segments. We're gonna we're gonna really put some work into this podcast. We're gonna come up. We're gonna have an Instagram. Oh. We're gonna have a Snapchat maybe. Oh, really? And we might even start doing some some videos as well. Some 
some video of the podcast so you guys can see what it's like in the studio here. What it's like. So you guys can enjoy this fireplace with us. This 4K Christmas fireplace that's playing on the TV right now that you can't see that we talked about. So anyways, Merry Christmas and... uh, Oh, Merry Christmas and just one more thing before we go here. It's Christmas time. We really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. But this time, we really want to thank you for all your support. Now, just go give your family a hug. Tell them you love them. And if they ask, how's life going? Just say it's going fine. Merry Christmas from everyone here at Sprague and Dole. And Happy New Year. See you later, guys.